Let's go, let's go, let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. I want to get right into it real quick. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Follow me on all your social media platforms at Medicine Ball LS and the number three. That's right, Medicine Ball LS3. Check the website at MedicineBallLS3.com. Announcement. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know XOD Experience On Demand is one of the places that I will be launching officially video wise on June 19th. So if you got a smart TV, go into your smart TV, man, all those little apps that they have where you get Showmax and all that other good stuff. Go ahead and type in XOD Experience On Demand. Go ahead and download that app. I'll be providing y'all with more links and more updates on um, when you can start tuning into that. Really excited about that. And I'll be providing you guys with more information on that as well as we continue to move along. All right. ED, emotional discipline. Let's get right into it, man. So, um, you know, as I was growing up and even to maybe about like, five to eight years ago, I used to hear all the time, man, you are so emotional. You're so sensitive. That's what they would say. You're so sensitive, right? Which is an emotion or whatnot. But, um, I can just remember situations when I was younger, right? Just being fair. Like I would just be crying for situations where, you know, you maybe not even be thinking that that's a real situation to where you should be crying or whatnot. And I just remember all of that vividly situations back in sports situations back in, uh, you know, maybe things my parents wanted me to do situations with family, right? Like my cousins used to always give it to me rough. And as I got older and it's really some evil stuff, but I started to be like, oh yeah, you want to rough up your little cousin, make him cry, whatever, whatever. And even now, still to this day, you know, with me being somebody who tries to focus on self-awareness, being aware of the situation and whatnot, every now and then I'll still hear somebody, not anywhere near as much as I used to, but every now and then I'll still hear somebody just be like, yo, you're sensitive. And even with that, I get in my feelings. Or what, what do they say now? You ain't your feelings, right? And I would get into my feelings. And as I did this spiritual, uh, doing this spiritual walk, right, just getting right with the Lord and doing this self-awareness and really looking at myself, uh, I, I came across something that's been out forever and something that I should have been more knowledgeable on, but it's this idea of emotional discipline. So even with that being said, you know, as I grew up and I started looking at myself more, you know, one of my uh, frat brothers always said to, uh, said to me, and I never forget it, like there's always these people in my life. Even my younger brother, even my father, who I talk about all the time, who at one point or another, they say something that it does resonate with me. And and this particular frat brother, he's my line brother. He said, nobody listens to the angry guy. Nobody listens to the angry guy, right? So I got to start thinking, and something that I'm really big on and I'm always talking about is just like emotions and logic, like they don't mix, They don't mix. You cannot make a sound, logical situation when your emotions are involved. And I won't even say that. Let's dial it back a little bit. When your emotions are the stronger of the two, right? If you're more emotional than you are in a thoughtful or logical thought process, it is not going to work out for your benefit. And there's a couple of reasons before... uh, And and there's a couple of reasons uh, for that. But one of the main reasons is a lot of our emotions... Right. Prepare. A lot of our emotions, man, they are tied into a sense of entitlement. 
a sense of entitlement. Think about it. Like I was watching this and I say this all the time to like my lady friends. Um, you know what I mean? I was watching this little comedy skit, but long story short, um, I'll use Dave Chappelle cause I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. And he had this skit. He was like, man, when, when it comes to men and women, we just tell stories different, right? <laughs> Yo, I'm not trying to offend nobody, but this is facts, man. I got sisters, right? We just tell story different. There was like, you talk to a guy and be like, hey, yo, Joe, what happened at work today? And the guy's going to tell you, man, I pulled up at work. I got out. I was minding my business. Uh, Jim kept messing with me. I told him to stop. He kept going. I hit him in the face. I got off of work and I went home. Right? Now, a woman could tell that exact same story. What happened at work today? Well, you have to understand that I was a little sad and, you know, I had just gotten into an argument with my mom and, you know, um, it was raining that day and I didn't really feel like, and I just be like, man, where is the point of the story? Can we get to it? So I have learned to get better at that with women. Like I'll be chuckling. So any of my female friends, if like we be talking on the phone sometimes and you just be telling this long drawn out story, trying to get to the point and you hear me chuckling. You know why I'm chuckling because I'm just like, man, this, this is really drawn out. But we just tell things differently. And emotions is a sense of entitlement. And when you involve your emotions, they're, they're your feelings, right? Think about it. And we can, we can get right into it, right? So um, <laughs> logic and emotions, there's your feelings. I'll use myself for an example. I always try to use myself. When you're driving and... You know, I know me uh, particularly when I'm driving and I'm going over the speed limit and then somebody comes and zips around me and just pass me and just like I'll be feeling some type of way about that. Right. I feel some type of way. I'm upset. I'm bothered. I'm thinking, how dare you pass me? Right. That's just a sense of entitlement. That is just a sense of entitlement for me to say, hey, I'm feeling this kind of way or, hey, what right do they have to pass me? They have every legal right to pass you, but we still feel some type of way about it, right? So uh, let's give you another example. Say you're dealing, and, and here's the thing, right? Before I even go into this example, let's time out on the example. Whether we want to say it or believe it or not, your emotions matter when it comes to how you think. Your emotions matter when it comes to how you behave how you deal with certain situations, how you view certain situations, how likely you are to be able to get along with people and things of that nature. Your emotions all play a, a, a role in that, whether you want to identify it or not. So it's best that we kind of like get this whole grasp on what emotional discipline is. And I'm going to go straight into that here next. And, and like some things that not just people who are better or above average with mastering their emotions do, who have above average emotional disciplines, but successful leaders who have excellent emotional discipline. I'm going to get into all of that. So let's talk about emotional discipline. I'm done with the examples. Let's talk about emotional discipline. So in layman's terms for you, right, because I don't want to give anybody anything too deep. Let's just put it in layman's terms. Emotional discipline is the ability to control how you feel. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful thing. Emotional discipline is the ability to control how you feel. Story time. So, uh, boom, I'm going to hit my job, man. I'm keeping all names out. I'm keeping the situation as basic as I possibly can. But I thought this was funny. And I wouldn't have thought this situation was funny uh, a, a while ago, right? So I'm going to try to be real careful because I don't want to get in any trouble. So I... I 
I'm a manager at my job, and I have a team. I don't call. I try not to call them employees or anything because I humbly right. And I have a, a text message group set up for my team just for situations where the network might be offline or you might need to communicate with me, so forth and so on. Long story short, somebody on my team said something. I said something back, emotional discipline-wise, right? Said something back that was like, I'm not even going to pat myself on the back. It's something a good, positive, encouraging leader would say. And this young lady called me Oprah Winfrey, right? (laughs) Now, mind you, I I highly doubt that this particular person listens to the show. But if she does, yeah, I'm laughing at it. It was funny, but it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't appropriate for the scenario. Now, a couple of things I want y'all to realize. Number one, the ability for me to laugh at that, right? Which is still emotional discipline because I could choose to be angry. I could choose to take that personally. Keep that in mind. We're going to get back to that. But I'm not, right? So I'm laughing at it. So the young lady said, I I mean, I quote, she said, yo, I need an ear, not Oprah Winfrey, right? So with all that being said, I don't have to say nothing else about work. So with that being said, like anybody who knows me outside of work knows knows man i have come a long way i have come a long way because like i used to be the type of guy who would just come into a room and just get like five jokes it already in my head ready for everybody just in case it went there right on top of that i'm like a a a-hole with the logic so first of all it's just kind of like technically this is what i'm thinking right i didn't say that i now I, i did type something up and I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode. It's nothing wrong with that. If you're in a situation where it's text message or even for some of you people for social media, bro, type your, type your little whatever up and save it as a draft. And you save it as a draft and you come back and you look at it in about 30 minutes to an hour. After your emotions, they still might not be all the way calmed down, but they're not as high as they was at that moment. And then you can review it and decide if that's the most strategic thing to do. So I type something, but here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a thinking type dude, right? So I was like, first of all, Oprah Winfrey isn't here technically. Like, I don't watch Oprah currently, but I have seen like, and, and y'all flexing, fellas. If you say you ain't never seen an episode of Oprah, I've seen an episode of Oprah, bro. All she is isn't here, right? So and then I'm thinking like, what the person said like totally warranted a response. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. I practice emotional discipline, and like, I was called that in a situation where the whole team could see, but this young lady, instead, I chose to approach her on the side and talk to her on the side, right? Emotional discipline. Now, with that being said, yo, whether it be at the workplace, whether it be in your daily life interactions, you are guaranteed to come across somebody or a situation that is going to try all of your patience, test your very last good nerve, you it's gonna happen, man. Like, you could probably have a little good win streak, like five, six, seven. You might have a month where everything just goes okay when it comes to interacting with people and nobody gets on the nerves. But sooner or later, it's gonna be that person, you know, who chews with their mouth open. You know what I mean? That person who maybe has a a, a a shrewd sense of humor, something like that, who's gonna agitate you. And with me, especially being now in a leadership uh, position, but not just at work, but when it comes to this medicine ball, right? Because I say this all the time, humbly, and I thank you. People reach out to me all the time, man, and and ask me, like, real stuff. And I don't take that for granted. So, with that being said, like, people are going to try you, man. And here's the thing. 
and, and, and it's something corny that we all say, we've all probably heard it before, and we might even say it to ourselves, but we don't really practice it, right? We can't control what happens to us, but we can control our response. And the first step in emotional discipline is realizing that when it comes to your emotions, no one can hurt your emotions without your consent. You have to give them that 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 freedom to, to get you upset, to get you bothered, to get you out of your patience, out of your kindness, whatever you got going on. You're giving up some form of consent. All right. So I want to give you guys and there is a ton of them. There is a ton of things, but y'all know me, man. I'm going to do it. Keep it simple. I'm going to put it in threes. Three things uh, that emo people with high emotional discipline make habits out of. So these are three things that successful leaders with high emotional discipline make a habit out of. Now, if you're somebody who follow the show or listen to the show or follow me on social media, Medicine Ball LS3, you already know I like. And I don't set it up like this, but I'm just finding that a lot of things when it comes to your mental health and just like dealing with your emotions and things, they got kind of like the same underlying tone and same underlying uh, underlying root of ideas. So let's start with number one. Number one, and this is a list of three things that leaders with strong emotional discipline make a habit out of. Number one is having a stronghold on your identity. I always talk about this, man. I ain't going to get on the high horse, but just like before all this medicine ball stuff started, before I started getting back into the music, before I started just like taking this journey, I sat and I wrote down what type of person, not not how much money I wanted to make, you know, not 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 my business goals, not my life goals, like what kind of house I want when I want to be married. I didn't make that. It was who you want. Who did I want to be? When I left the room. When I wasn't in the room, when I die, we are going to die. When I die one day, like, what do I want people to say about me? Like, what do I want my character to be? And for me, that started with me getting a foundation with the big guy. And I'm not going to get too deep into this, but it's just like, we have to, I just think logically, man, it's easier to pattern yourself after something than it is to, you know, reinvent it. The story, no matter what your religious denomination is or whatever you believe in, man, I, I look at it like, the, and, I, and it's deeper than this, but for the logical people, like, yo, good or evil, I can get with this. If you want to say it's a fake story, I can get with this fake story about, you know, treating people with kindness, treating people with extra kindness. What's wrong with that? You have to have a stronghold on your identity and a firm foundation on who you are. If you're a kind person, be a kind person. Don't let somebody else and how they are affect how you are because then you gave them the power. You have to have a stronghold on your identity, which is why I always uh, suggest, you know, when I talk to people, you know, whether it be at my team, in work, out of work, I always say like, yo, who do you want to be? Like, what, what kind of person do you want to be? I always ask that. Write it down. Oh, you say you want to be somebody who's known as a kind person? That, 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 it takes work. You want to be somebody known as a patient person? Yo, it takes work. And you got to commit to it regardless of how other people are acting. Number one, have a strong, a stronghold on your identity. Number two, and I say this all the time, and this goes back to journaling. You have to understand your triggers, man. You have to understand your triggers. Me personally, as I was starting to come into being more self-aware of my emotions, my strengths and my weaknesses and things of that nature. Like I had to like accept 
and understand just like the fact that I would get in the situations and somebody would say, oh, you're sensitive or you're you're in your feelings would make me upset. Just in that situation, I'm using that as a spirit. I had to mentally prepare for that. And as I ran into that less and less, when I did have someone say that to me, I could look at the situation for, for, for what it's worth. I could look for at the person at, at who they are. And that's really a bonus point on, on, on the um on these steps, you got to take people for who they are. Don't mean judge them or that they're a bad person. Like they are who they show you. They are. If they're a thief, that don't mean they're a bad person, but you might not want to leave them in a room with a million dollars. But back to the main point, understand your triggers, man. If you're somebody who doesn't like that people chew with their mouth open, I don't know, maybe not go to a restaurant. That's a bar where people are drunk and eating. Maybe not eat in a quiet environment after someone has showed you they're a loud eater. You know what I mean? Me personally, I'm real big on breath. So whenever I get into a situation where I may meet somebody new or I might be, you know, dealing with a young, a, a new young lady or whatnot, I always make sure to slip in in real early. Like, yo, I'm big on breath. Right. Subtly. Because I, I understand my triggers, man. I have met some of the. <laughs> yo, I've met some cute people with bad breath. It's an instant turn off. Anyway, understand your triggers. Right. I um And number three. And this is another one that we all say, we all are familiar with, we all understand the concept, but we don't really grasp it. Don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. You can't take anything personally. And uh, let me dive into that a little bit, a, a little bit more and give and, and use myself in, as an example. So I always talk about positivity and positive self-talk positive uh, self-image and things of that nature and i've gotten to it on previous episodes about how like i do it to the point where it may seem corny but the reason i do that is as a life hack to help me out right so i know that i can become a cynical grumpy person i know that like you know what i mean if i'm at the house and somebody comes through my sister came through or something like that and they left the dishes there like i know that that right there might aggravate me so now where i'm aggravated the whole day so I go into a situation to where, number one, I don't take it personally. And number two, I look for a solution or the positive. Excuse me. I look for the solution or positive. Like, yo, you know what? I'm glad that I still have my siblings around. Like, I love my I, I love my sisters or my father left some. I'm glad that I still have my father around because as much as I'm complaining, like, I'd be mad hurt if, like, I don't know, I went and maybe his slippers weren't there one day or, or the dishes wasn't there one day. Right. I be hurt. And I know that. So I don't take anything personally. And I always look for positive. When the young girl called me Oprah Winfrey. Without getting into 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 too much, like she has shared some things about me. So I didn't take it personally because I, I have almost trained my mind now to the point where when somebody say something crazy to me or do something that I think is rude, I immediately be thinking like they're not even mad at me. You know what I mean? Like, especially at work. I'll be real. They're not, they not mad at me. They be mad at the situation. When I deal in life and I deal with business, that it's not necessarily that people are mad at me. They might be mad at the situation. Here's the other thing. They might not even be mad at the situation. It might be something totally to the left that's going on in their life that if I if I said something rude, if I took something personally and said something rude to, and like like I just think about like just just think about somebody. You know, don't say excuse me. And you'd be like, man, what's wrong with you? You rude as hell. You're a jerk for not saying excuse me. 
And then that person say something like, man, I'm sorry my mom was drifting because I, I just got a call my kid passed. You feel really bad in that situation. So we have to think that forward, man. I know that that's an exclusive, but you don't know what people are going through. You don't know whose family member just caught cancer. All this stuff going around with this pandemic, you don't know who just passed from COVID. You know what I mean? Don't take anything personally. It's just like on Facebook, right? I have had family members at this point. And it's so sad to even talk about, but like, I feel like when I first started this podcast, it was right around the time the pandemic was starting and it was like a couple of degrees of separation. So it wouldn't be necessarily my people, but it would be like a very close friend's mom had died. Right. Then it went from that to that old cousin. You remember uh, old auntie Pearl? She died. Then it went from, yo, you know, auntie such and such. She died. Then it went to you know what? Your sister has COVID. So when I see people online say stuff like, yo, this disease is fake. Or when I realize that currently right now, I can't see my grandmother because one of them little nurses went in there. One of them, I know it was one of them young nurses went in there. I don't know how the hell she got in there untested, but long story short, somebody caught COVID within the facility and they unlocked it down. You know what I mean? I can't take that personally though. I, I, I realize that entitlement Emotions are, are, are heavily synonymous with entitlement, but I just realized that it's not personal. It's not like that young, the person in the uh, COVID case was like, yo, I'm going to go get somebody sick just to make this man mad. You know what I mean? The average person who goes on social media and posts post something like, yo, this, vac this, this, this vaccine is, uh, this uh, <laughs> pandemic is fake. The vaccine is fake, right? I realize that that person hasn't lost nobody, and I hope they don't. Don't take anything personally. These three things, and plus that bonus point, which was take people for what they are, if you start to practice them, they will help to increase your emotional discipline, and they will help to make you a person who's able to better deal with things and get along with life without being so angry, upset, and frustrated with the things that are throwing y'all away, all right? I'm out. This has been season three, episode 14, ED, emotional discipline. Three things. Have a stronghold on your identity. Understand your triggers, man, right? Understand your triggers. That way you don't walk into them. And don't take anything personally. Yo, this is your boy, LS3 for Medicine Ball. Man, listen, maybe it might be a little something tough from you. Hopefully, if you're listening to this broadcast or you're listening or you follow the show, some of these strategies and things that I throw out can help you. Maybe you're in a situation, man, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe you're in a situation where you've tried everything and you've stopped believing in yourself. Sometimes all you need in those situations is for someone to tell you they believe in you. I believe in you, man. All right. Keep your head up. Push. I guarantee you, your breakthrough comes after whatever this adversity you're going through is that you're facing right now. All right. Until next week, y'all stay up. I love y'all. This has been LS3. This has been ED Emotional Discipline. I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah.